Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Cash the Ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. And welcome in. It is... Cash the ticket, and I, I'm just so excited to be here. I, I I have so much to do, so much to say, Michael. I have a statement to begin this program. We oh. got a great card of Saturday and Sunday action, even a little Friday night fun. But I I have to open up with a statement. This always happens to me. You've done the picks with me for years. Yep. And I'll be cruising along three and two, four and one, three and two, and I got a great record. And then all of a sudden, I drop a deuce. And I go winless. I oh, and I don't know if this appeals to the gamblers out there. What is it that there's always got to be to one week where you just ruin a month of productivity? <laughs> and that was last week for me. Yeah, who was? And I, I just I I I shouldn't feel guilty because I tell people have fun with this stuff. Like let's not get carried away. But I do. I agonize. And I I have to open with a statement for the people. It's only appropriate. <laughs> I, Mike Valenti, would like to apologize. To the rapidly growing audience of Cash the Ticket, because I picked games like a clueless deadbeat asshole and went three and seven last week over a 72 hour spread. I did not do a good job and I am sorry. Do you lose do you lose sleep over this on a Sunday night? You're laying down, you're thinking, man, I wish I would have picked games better. I, I got an issue an apology. I will tell you it bothers me. <laughs> It's not sleepless. It bugs me because I care about what I put my name to. And you to. put time into it. Yeah. I put time in. And I'll give you an example. You're going to lose games and still feel like you had the right side, right? You're, you're going to lose a game by a half point, or you're going to lose a game on a bad break. And Houston, look, Tulane. Yeah, yeah. You're going you're gonna to lose those, but no, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But when you know, a great example, from the, the moment the game kicked off, Auburn and A&M, I realized I am on the wrong side. Yep. There wasn't a moment in that game that I felt like I was on the right side. And Bo Nix beat me with less than 100 yards passing. I just, that's a bad pick. It was a bad pick start to finish. Maybe the only other one this year that felt that way to me was Cincy and Ohio State a few weeks back. I knew you were going to say OSU, yeah. And it's just, those are the ones that bother me because it's like, wow, no matter what I did, I just I, I let I let myself down. I let my my wallet down. I I let my listeners down. The only person who's happy is your bookie or your book. Um, you know what the weird part is though. So I go three and seven with the cash to ticket official plays, but I texted you Sunday. I destroyed the NFL. Yeah, you had a, a really good 
Mike, parlay, was it? Two five-team parlays, and then I hedged out a six-team parlay that involved Sunday night football because, and I'm not, I'm not going to discuss what did or did not happen with the amount of potato chips I won, I didn't need to let it ride Sunday night. Mm. I hit. I had two four-team parlays. That is so fucking tough to hit a five-team parlay, well, or even at four, and have the opportunity to hedge. Well, here's what I did. I, I had four one o'clock games I really liked. And if you go back to it, I loved the Lions, right? Yep. We, we talked about that on this show. I loved the Lions. I loved Baltimore. Uh, I loved my gritty, gritty, resilient Colts. <laughs> and I liked the pack. Those are my four one o'clock games. So I did two five-team parlays where those were the first four games. And then the fifth game on one of them was the G-Men. Shout out Danny Dimes. And on the other one was the Steelers. Mm. I mean, those were two. Now, look, the Giants one ended up being a lucky cover. You're down 28-10, but they rallied. But, Mike, so I hit those two. The third parlay was all six on one. And then the seventh game was Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that's crazy. So what I did is I tinkered the spread. I made sure I locked in. I had Browns plus three and a half. (laughs) So now I got I got two five team parlays in the bag. I'm made. I look at what I could make on the seven teamer, and I go, okay, this is a phenomenal. I mean, this might be the best Sunday I have all year. Because I also bet a few of the games straight. So I had a monster Sunday. But Mike, I didn't even need it. I just started doing the math. I waited till I could get Rams minus three and a half. Game time, it came down from five to four and a half to four. I bought the halfer, grabbed Rams, minus three and a half, minus 120, and signed right out, so to speak, of my stress and let it roll. That's crazy. Because I had chopped what I was going to win right in half, and I'm good. And thank God I did, because the Browns pooped their pants. Yeah, they did. So I feel feel like shit, because I didn't give the parlays out, and I wasn't ready to. You stocked that one, you stashed that one away just for yourself. I did, no. So I feel like shit that I let the people down, but... You know what the percent odds are of hitting a five-team parlay? I just looked I didn't let myself down on Sunday. Well, there you go. What's that? About 4% to hit hit a five-team parlay. I believe it. I believe it, Mike. It's not something I would do every week, but I felt like I could lay them out with what I liked at one. I felt real strong about it, had a couple of afternoon window dogs, and then for a way smaller amount, played the the, the whole freight 17 parlay that if you get there, just take that hedge and run to the Oh, hills. you have to, yeah. So I do, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I mean, I, well, I hope you have one for us this week. You have a five I, or six teamer? I feel good. Well, you know? At the end, maybe you can maybe. sprinkle that in at the end we, of every we, show. You know what? Fuck it. Sure, Mike. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> and um, these are these are guaranteed to hit as of last oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are absolutely oh, yeah. 100% going to hit this parlay, or Mike will personally refund your money. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bet your mortgage. Or not. All right. You ready to roll? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to start out with a game that, that gives me an erection. This is the type of setup I live for. Like, Sully makes fun of me, guys, because I, I'm like, I love underdogs. I do. I hate favorites. Yeah. I think they're square. I think they're public. I have to fight myself to take favorites of more than a couple points. But Friday night football, let's start out. This game is so goddamn exciting. Maryland getting six and a half against Penn State. Let me give you the setup. For one, 
you got a home dog on a Friday night getting almost a touchdown. It's a blackout, people, which means the whole crowd, it'll look like a funeral. They have canceled classes at Maryland. It is going to be a zoo. Penn State comes in, and I got to tell you, I'm not impressed with them. Their defense cannot get off the field. Um, uh, You go back to the Buffalo game, they gave up 40 minutes of T.O.P. Their defense has more talent, too much talent for the way they've played. And offensively, I'm just going to tell you, their quarterback, Sean Clifford, I, I, I don't like him. I'm just at a point, I don't like him. He doesn't hit the easy throws. It comes down to if you don't give up an 80-yard touchdown to K.J. Hamler, you're going to be okay with them. Maryland, look, the loss they had to Temple, they self-destructed. It's their fault. They did that. I think they had 11 snaps inside the five, and you still lose a low-scoring game. Um, I, I like Maryland here. I think the offense will keep them in this game. I think this is a tough road spot. And even if Penn State wins, which, I, listen, I, you expect they still would, I just think you get a live home dog with a big-time offense that's just going to keep firing. Yep. I love the home dog here. A couple just quick notes, and then, Mikey, I want, I, and this is a play. Oh, you know I've been on Maryland since before the season. There ain't no pass here. I'm getting that home dog at night off a of bye week if you want some added sugar. And here's a motivational one that you know Mike Loxley is going to be screaming at his team. Last two matchups against Penn State. That locker room, those Terps got outscored 104 to six. This is this has got revenge. This has got redemption. Penn State right now, by the way, tell me if it's a good sign when you go on the road at night, blackout, no classes, crazy uniforms. If your third down conversion yep. rate is 23 percent, um, yeah, that's a huge stat when looking at games. I think when you're trying to. If you want a team to cover, you want a team to put up points, the third down is so crucial to look at when Especially picking a game. Especially on the road, yep. I really believe that when looking at any game uh, from a betting perspective. Also, I think Penn State's offensive line, terrible. Um, so I, I'm going to join you in Maryland. I, I've been on Maryland since even before the season starts. I love the six and a half. Would love to get to seven, but I'm not going to pay extra juice for it. We'll just see what happens. All right, game number two, Mikey. This is another one I love, and 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 for listeners of this show, and if you haven't hit the subscribe button, shame on you. Um, I like to follow specific teams that I think I get a handle on and then exploit it. We talked about this last week. I kind of gave you the Washington angle where BYU is probably out of gas, that BYU had played this schedule of death where they play Utah, and then they go to Tennessee, and then they come home to play USC, and then they got to go to play Washington. And I just thought Washington would drop a bomb on him. Well, now I'm going to continue with this BYU train playing against BYU. Um, Look, played USC, played Washington, and I'm going to play the Fighting Rockets of Toledo. BYU's reward for that month of football and those brutal games. Think about the last two weeks. You take on USC and go to overtime. Then you travel to Washington, and you got to go against that... Washington's O-line, I mean, that is a pack of maulers. Your reward is to look up on your calendar and you got to fly to the armpit of America and go to Toledo, Mm -hmm. Ohio. BYU did this a few years ago when they started out hot with the Hail Mary against Nebraska. Remember they had that big month of games? And they ended up finishing it up at Michigan and getting blitzed, 38 bagel. I don't know that BYU's got anything left in the tank. You know I'm a huge fan of Toledo's head coach. Uh, what is it, Tom Candle or Tim Candle? Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Wright, their offensive coordinator. It's it's probably not UT's best team, but I'm going to tell you something. Nobody, and I mean nobody, goes to the glass bowl and gets out. I've been there. It's great. Yeah. What it, it looks like a little castle, isn't it? It's got, yeah, like, it the is stonework. And yeah, all that. I was there years ago. What's the story with that? Um, was it actually like a fort? Yeah, it kind of, and then it's kind of weird how the locker rooms are in the end zone. They also have a rocket right outside of the stadium. I'm sold. That is, and I kid you not, like from a scientific standpoint, the rocket is pointed at the exact space in the air in which, if it took off, it would land at the 50-yard line on Bowling Green Stadium. How the fuck do you not bet Toledo? And I it's, mean, it's, mortgage. It's crazy. All right, Toledo, getting the two and a half. You want a couple of stats? I give them to you. BYU against the run, they may as well not even line up. 116 in America, they allow almost 220 yards a game. Uh, Toledo pounded the rock um, last week. Brian Kobach. 19 carries, 228, three TDs against CSU on the road. Um, Look, bottom line, I I think BYU is all kinds of banged up. They're going to be missing as many as three defensive starters. I love UT in this game. Take the two and a half. That's got money line written all over it, just to say it. No, I see, and I'm not as strong as you are about this. But give me the points. They got a rocket pointed at Bowling Green. Yeah, at the 50-yard line, exactly. Love Toledo. Give me the home dog. Uh, Pass for me on this one, just because BYU, they're, they're really good on the road. They always find a way to cover on the road. In their last four, they've covered every single one of them. I'm not ready to uh, just write them off like that. I, I, I'm just going to pass this one. God, I thought I gave you a nice sales no, pitch I, and there. No, I don't mean to shit on your your uh, proposal <laughs> there and your your research and your beautiful presentation. I was but so excited. No, I, all right. I, I, I can't be convinced on that one. All right, no no worries. Um, let me give you one I'm a little more tepid on, and I need to wait till game time for this one. We're taping early on a Thursday morning. I haven't seen anything official today. Uh, Purdue now getting one against Minnesota. They opened up as the favorite in this game. It has swung through the main line. Um, 96% of the money is on Minnesota. Let me repeat that for you. 96%. That is the highest money-to-bet differential in the country. It is the highest singular game in the country. 98%. As of right now, I don't know if Noah Sindelar is playing. Purdue's quarterback. I made the mistake of assuming he was going to play when they played TCU. He didn't. They got bombed. I lost the game. This is not a play currently. I'm going to wait. I want to see what the line does. I want to see if there's any buybacks on Purdue. I want to see if Sindelar plays. But I'm telling you this. Repeat after me. Minnesota stinks. Minnesota stinks. Minnesota stinks. They should be 1-2 or 0-3. They've spent about 10 seconds in the lead all season. Um, And frankly... I just think Minnesota, I saw a stat, Mike, their last 12 Big Ten road games, they're 1-11. and 11. Now, I look, if Sindelar plays, I might run into a buzzsaw. It's not an official play, but I'm putting this game out there for you to watch right up until kick Saturday. Watch where the money goes. Action Network is a fabulous place to do that. Shout out Action Network. You know, company plug there. Yep. Um, well, but, it proves but, really good after a bye week, too. They're following a bye week. They're four and zero against the spread. Their last four following a bye. So hey, I think the asterisk that you're putting in there is right. You can't really play it quite yet because you don't know. But no, I, I, PJ Fleck is just Minnesota is not in a good place right now. Let me throw you a game I don't plan on playing, but I think it's interesting. Quickly, got to do it. Wisconsin 
got all up in that ass last week, destroying Michigan. Real shame when you see good things happen to— uh, That sucked. Bad things happen to good people, right? Um, but Wisconsin, this game opened up minus 21 against Northwestern. Mike, this thing has blown through the key number of 24. Mm. It is now Wisconsin laying 24 and a half. I'm not telling you one way or the Jeez. other what to do. I don't have a huge opinion. It's just getting to a point— where the number's getting so big. Is there any thought, Wisconsin, little letdown after a huge dub, playing the uh, Northwestern, or is it all Wisconsin if you play it? Yeah, and if you look at I was looking at some of the numbers on this earlier. Wisconsin's not great against the spread after a straight-up win, for whatever reason that is. Um, but I don't know, man. Northwestern, their last six games, 1-5 against the spread. They've just been terrible so terrible covering the spread and early in the season. So I, this was probably this would probably be just a pass for me, no, even though that number is climbing up. You want now? I don't lay big numbers. I rarely do it. You want a big number that doesn't really scare me, but I'm probably too much of a chicken shit to play it solo. This might be a parlay game. Okay. How about Alabama laying 38? Ole Miss coming to town. Ole Miss played a brutal game against Cal, got their guts ripped out. Shout out Pac-12 officials, assholes. They did the same thing to Michigan State. They did it to Ole Miss last week, canceling a last-second touchdown that could have tied the game. My point is, Mike, when Ole Miss goes against Bama, they don't just lose. I mean, they get assassinated. Yeah, sixty-six to three and seventy-two. Usually, to 10. you like to lay all these points, though. I, I I never like laying these points. This is not a thing I would do. Or excuse me, to take the Yo, points. That's yeah. what I meant. Can't do it here. Bama's offense is just humming. I mean, Ruggs and Judy and, I mean, Tua, it goes without saying. And, and, and I mean, the running back who's the size of, of Godzilla, uh, his name is Najee Harris. And I, look, in a parlay, and I could tinker with that spread a little bit, maybe buy a few points. I'm just telling you, this is a rare one where I'd consider doing sure. it. It opened at 34. At 34, love it. Go ahead, fuck it, do it. But out to 38, you better be careful. I want to see kind of if there's any buyback, see what happens. I'm not going to make it an official play, but I just I wanted to at least let you know there are other games I kind of dig this week. Yeah, I am going to play this one with Alabama. Unbelievable. And I never bet against Alabama or the Patriots. but uh, We're going to test you, that theory on the NFL games. Yes. But you look at, it's, it's a 35 and a half I'm seeing right now. I'll I got the, 38, Mike. I am on the Action Network right now. It is. It just went green. It's Jeez. minus 38, brother. <sighs> Look, at no. Look at this guy, people. He's I, trying, another, trying to shave three, three points, points off I'm, the line. I was looking at a different set right now that said you know, 34 and a half. Now it's 35 and a half. Would I lie to you? No, I, I'm sure it does say it on there. But Are I, you calling the Action no, Network f- liars? Fuck it. I'm not going to do it then. All right. That's, just, and that's another three points. I'm not going to do that. Okay. As much as I think that Ole Miss is terrible on the road, Listen, especially. You have every, that, that shows personal growth, Mike. That's a way different number, and that's why it's not an official play. Now, in a parlay, maybe buy a couple of the points back. What do you care if it's in a little 4-5 teamer? Go for it. Right. All right, let's move along. Here's a game I do like. This is another game I feel strong. And you're going to go, Jesus Christ, he, he he bets for or against a lot of the same teams every week. Well, yeah, if I think I got a real feel for the team, why wouldn't I? This isn't a pissing contest. I'm trying to win games. Washington laying 10 as they take on USC. Now, again, USC and Washington, two of the teams I have followed, two of the teams I think we've done a nice job for you guys with, right? Right? Yep. Gave you USC last week, uh, two weeks ago against, or what do you call it, against uh, Utah on Friday night. Love that play. Got it. Outright winner. 
Um, you know, used them against BYU. Um, Washington last week gave it the angle against BYU. Washington now is lying in wait. USC, all kinds of banged up. They got to go against a Washington team that, like I said, that O-line is monstrous. Uh, Eason against Power 5 teams has not looked great this year. I'm not going to turn him into something amazing. But it's a brutal three-week run for the Trojans. Banged up at quarterback at the time of taping. Slovis is still in concussion protocol. Uh, They got to go to Seattle, and they got to have that O-line lean on them and lean on them for 60 minutes. I think UW opens up a can on USC. And like I said, Mm. wish I got it at nine and a half. It's at 10 flat. I'm not going to tell you. I know what what the sharpest of the sharp will tell you. Never buy a point. Well, you may see old Mikey pay minus 120 to buy this back to nine and a half. But I'm telling you right now, I love the Huskies in this game, Mikey. Yeah, in USC, you know how many times they've covered the last five times they went to Washington? I'll, I'll say zero. Once. <laughs> One and four against the spread their last five meetings in Washington. Um, I hear you on it, but I'm not as confident to play this one. I think that that's a lot of points. I, I'm not ready to give that. I think USC, I get the point about the quarterback, but I, I think 10 is just a little too much for me right now. All right. Uh, listen, Sully's Plus, got- I gotta, I, I, there's just it's more of a situation where we usually do about 10 I feel I feel more strongly about a couple other ones, so I'm just. You know what's pass funny? It. I was looking through the um, a- iTunes or Apple Pod, whatever you want to call it, the uh, the reviews. Mm-hmm. You realize some ball sack had the audacity to say that we didn't pick enough games. Really? I, go, well, I, I pick around ten, ten or eleven I a week. Ten yeah. games. Yeah. You listen to other podcasts; they don't pick one. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, bro? No, we can't, guys. And that's the thing. When you pass on some of these games, it's just because we don't want to have a card of 15 or 20 games. You try to limit it. You you, lose! If I feel more strongly about ASU and Cal, which I'm going to bring up to Mike later, than I do about Washington-USC, I'm going to play that instead of it. I'm playing too many games as it is for you, but I'm trying to really spread it around. I'm trying to give the the whole slice of bread a little peanut butter for you. I don't want to just pick three games. Um, Tell you what, screw it. Stay in the Pac-12. I didn't know you had an opinion on ASU-Cal. Take me through it. I do from the uh, number perspective. I know you love when I uh, mix in my... Totals Tommy here. Total. Uh, what's the number at? Yeah, so it is at 40 and a half right now. Oh my God. I think <laughs> oh this, my God. I, I think this is one of the best values of the week in terms of the point, the total being way off. It's only 40 and a half points. So you're mean to tell me there's a game where it can be 30 to 12. It can be 24 to 20, something like that, where you're not even asking for that many points. The over's five and one the last six meetings between these teams. I really like that at, at ASU and Cal, over 40 and a half points. I don't think that's much to ask. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll stay in the Pac 12. I don't mess with totals, guys. I let Sully do it. I'm going to stay in the Pac 12, and I'm going to tell you, this is the shittiest football game on a board. I have no intention of watching this. This is very, very simple. There's reverse line movement. There is. A terrible favorite on the road. I am going to take the gritty, gutty beavers of Oregon Oregon State. State. The gladiators from Corvallis, Oregon. I am going to take Oregon State plus four and a half against what I think is the worst Stanford team since the year before Jim Harbaugh. This team is absolute garbage. Yeah. Stanford, for the first time in, in, in memory, doesn't have a single NFL offensive player on that, on that goddamn team. K.J. Costello looks terrible. They got no wideouts, no running backs. 
Um, defensively, I think they're one of the bottom 25 teams in the country. It is a lifeless operation. I watched Oregon State play Okie State. The offense is fine. The offense is quality. Quarterback, underrated, sneaky, good. You're getting a little reverse line movement here. Um, I, I just, to me, give me the four and a half. Give me Oregon State. Stanford doesn't deserve to be favored over your local high school. If I get beat, I get beat. This is all about looking at the number, knowing one of the teams is utter trash, and just saying, give me the home dog. Love when I see a little reverse line. Just I, I, look to me. This is a spot where you you you. If you take this game, it's Oregon State or you don't touch it. I don't know how you could be watching games right now and even thinking about playing Stanford as a favorite. Yeah. I just don't. So you either take the points or you go. There's no way I'm putting my money on that. I wouldn't respect myself in the morning. Your choice. I'm taking Oregon State here. Give me the four and a half. Love it. Well, and what I love is the under in this game because, yeah, both of these teams I think are so bad. I don't know why the under is all the way up at 59 points or the over-under is 59 points. I think these teams will be— Because both defenses are trash old. But I don't think the offenses are anything— I don't think these these two teams can put up enough points to get over 59 points. I like the under a lot in this one. This kid and his totals. All right, let me give you the next game. And then I'll finish my college picks with maybe one of the marquee games for you because everybody likes the big games. Um, This one is a situational play. You don't have to touch it. You could tell me I'm an idiot. Go for it. I'm taking the mean green in North Texas, laying seven against the Houston Cougars. Now, a couple of factors. I couldn't handle watching Jacksonville and Tennessee, so I watched Houston Tulane. Guilty. I watched it like the whole thing. Oh, it was incredible. Um, Houston is one of the most poorly coached teams in the country. Dana Holgerson is awful. That staff is awful. That team plays with no discipline. That team plays with no heart. Um, I thought they laid down and quit in that game. And clearly, that's before you talk about the trick play that cost them the game along with a ridiculous touchdown to end it. Um, Houston this week just lost De'Ara King, their stud muffin quarterback, because he's going to redshirt. And Dana Holgerson says, yeah, I got too many young guys on the team, so we're going to go ahead and sit him out. Sit my star quarterback. Oh, and Corbin, their star wide receiver. We're going to go ahead and just take our two best offensive players. They quit on their team. I don't care what anyone says. They quit. Um, they swear they're coming back to Houston. That's fine. North Texas went from getting two and a half as one of my favorite dogs of the week to laying seven. You don't have to touch it. You could tell me you're taking a bad number. I respect that. This is also another case where Uncle Mikey may be playing minus 120 at minus six and a half as part of a parlay. I don't see how Houston, off that Thursday game, off that gut-wrenching loss, blowing a 28-7 lead, I don't uh, losing your two key players. I don't know how you go on the road, nondescript opponent. Uh, UNT is not bad. They're not bad. I mean, North Texas has been okay this year. North Texas is, look, they they should have beat Cal a couple weeks ago, to be honest. They just got the turnover bug. Mm-hmm. Mike, I'm going to lay the points here because I, I, I got a poorly coached team. I got a team whose emotional state comes into question. And I got a team who's got to take their two best offensive players and really the biggest key to their offense and they got to find someone new. It's crazy. Two I'll guys t- sitting out the remainder of the season. Give me North Texas. Yeah, no disagreements at all. I, I'm not going to play it. It's a pass just because I have a couple other ones. But 
Uh, Houston's a total mess. All right, last one of the week. Got to put it on the board. Nebraska getting 18 right now, current line, against Ohio State. It's in Lincoln. It's at night. And here's all I'll tell you. Scott Frost, this message is for you. Scott Frost, if you're for real, you cover this number. Now, I'm not asking you to win, Scott. I'm not. Ohio State's really good. But if you are half of what we think you are, if you are half of the hype, if you are anything to those poor people in Nebraska, you will cover this number. And I th- listen, this, is, this might be me walking into Ohio State for a third time this season, and shame on me. I did it against Cincy. I did it yep. against Indiana. Shame on me. But Mike, they're on the road. It's Justin Fields' first true uh, road game. It's in Lincoln at night. It's going to be bananas in that crowd. It's going to be nuts. Nebraska's offense is legit. It'll be the stiffest test for a revamped OSU defense, which, by the way, I've been very complimentary of. If Nebraska protects the football, they should be able to keep firing, stay within this number. And Ohio State, maybe they win 34-17. Maybe they win 41-23. Bottom line is I think you're going to see 18.5 by game time. You got 18 right now if you like it. As long as you're getting 17 and a half, I'd play it. This is a play for me. I, I, I can't sit there and just, oh, yeah, lay three touchdowns, mm-hmm. go on the road, knife every opponent. If OSU goes and covers this number, two things are true. Nebraska's a total fraud. Scott Frost ain't special. And OSU might be every bit as good yep. as Alabama. I'm going to take the home dog. Why am I punching the desk? I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> give me those juicy points. I'll take the 18 and the corner. Well, I think Ohio State is as good, if not better, than we oh, think no. they are. So oh, I, no. I, I'm gonna actually lay the oh, 17 no. and a half because I do think it's gonna go up as well. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten burned before this year betting against Ohio State was the Indiana game. Um, I think with the way they're playing, they do nothing but cover. I could see them going in there and totally just winning in another blowout, and I'm not to a point where I can be betting against Ohio State right now just with how they've looked so far this season. I think they are better even than people think. So I'll go opposite on you on that one Personal and go bet Ohio on that? State. Personal bet on that? Sure. All right, what are we doing? Uh, we lunch? can do uh, lunch. That's fine. Bottle of booze? Oh, either or. We know we can do that. Yeah, that sounds better, actually. Let's do the bottle of booze. Done. All right, you got it. We'll 17 ca- and a half, we lock in let's now. Let's call, uh, call it a $50 bottle of booze. Okay. Just something nice. That yeah. way that way when you're sipping on it, you can know oh, yeah, no, I, dr- I earned this. I drilled Micah. <laughs> I earned this. Um by the way, I, w- I want to throw in one more for you that you I am got? gonna play. What do you got? Uh Duke plus two and a half against Virginia Tech. I really like this one. Oh, the Friday action. Yeah, it, it it is a Friday game. I think that look, Virginia Tech, it needs to be pointed out that so far this season, in the games that they've played, it's not exactly like they've they, they've looked great against their opponents. Their only two previous FBS teams, Boston College and Old Dominion, both move the ball really effectively. Uh, their defense is not good. I like Duke getting two and a half against Virginia Tech here. I don't think it's a bad play. I'm not going to touch it. Not a bad play, though. I, I just, for me, I've always been scarred about Blacksburg. Such a tough place to go and win. But you might be right. VTech may just stink. Yep. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight 
when big power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, big power company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, let's get to the National Football League. Um, we always like to, at least for our loyal subscribers who, who get this at lunch and listen to it on the way home, touch the Thursday night game. Some of you, if you're late to the party, that's your fault. Um, but Philly travels to Lambeau, opened up at two and a half. Philly getting four. I think Green Bay's overvalued. I mean, I think Green Bay clearly is the favorite here. But look. Philly set to get Alshon Jeffrey back at time of taping, set to get Dallas Goddard yep. back at time of taping. Philly had no business losing the game to the Lions last week. They lost it. The Lions didn't win it. They dropped seven passes. They gave up a kick return for a touchdown. To me, I think you get Philly's best performance of the year. Whatever they got left, you're getting right now. I know it's a short turnaround. The Pack are undefeated. The defense has been great. Offense has been lacking a little bit if the eagles have anything left in the tank it's right here right now they don't fall to one and three they give you their best performance i like the eagles with the points not going to go crazy with it um but to me it's either eagles or pass in this game i'm just not comfortable with the pack laying over a field goal in a game like this so you're playing it though i don't think i'll be able to fight the urge (laughs) Here's what I'll likely... It's a short turnaround. That worries me, but I get the desperation angle. What I'll likely do is probably just do a very small multi-day parlay where I use the Eagles to kind of launch it. Okay. Take my favorite game, which is them tonight, then roll it into my favorite game on Friday night with Maryland. Now I'm too deep. And then I'll spot play the other three of my top choices, and maybe I can multi-way to a five-teamer. I don't know if I'll straight play it. I want to see what the number does. I'd like to get four and a half versus four. Um, Won't be an official play, but I'm telling you how I'm going to use it. Cool. No, I'm going to pass on it. Too much going on with the short turnaround. I think I agree with the desperation angle. They know they have to go out and win this one. Green Bay can't win every single game, but uh, pass for me. All right, I'm going to quickly run through these games. If it's a pass, it's a pass, and then we'll spend time on the ones we like. Baltimore laying seven against the Brownies. Baltimore at home opened up three and a half. Um, I'm not touching the seven. I think if you're going to play it, it would be Baltimore. Cleveland's offensive line is a train wreck. Freddie Kitchens is a train wreck. Baker Mayfield, as a part of that, has not played well. Baltimore did a hell of a nice job in KC, acquitted themselves nicely. Numbers too big for me. Missed my window to get it where I would have liked it. Anything under six. Um, Mike, you have thoughts on it? Go for it. Totally get it if you're playing against the Browns. I do like Baltimore in this one. I think that Ravens minus seven is going to even be a little worse odds come kickoff, but I like Baltimore. I think there's too much going on with Cleveland. They're kind of a 
joke right now with everything that's happening. So I'm going to take Baltimore. All right, Carolina travels to Houston. Houston laying four currently. Carolina with Kyle Allen at quarterback looked a lot better. Beat the cards last week. It shows you how bad Cam Newton had really been when Kyle Allen can come in and make that offense go. Um, Houston did a nice job. I can't lie to you. That was a game I was afraid of. Didn't touch it. Houston acquitted themselves nicely. Uh, the four here is not terrible. I'm not touching this game. If I did, it would be Houston. We'll use it in parlays where I can tinker with that number and get it south of four. Um, but no way am I taking Kyle Allen on the road. Not totally sure I buy Houston laying that amount of points. No, can't do it. I mean, it's strong pass for me on this one, too. All right, next game, I am going to play this, and this is where I am going to be labeled Mike Squarevin. This is where I am going <laughs> to ra- walk right into a death trap. But here we go. I do not believe in the Detroit Lions. Mm. I do not believe this is a good football team. And even though you're seeing elements of, of RLM here, and even though I've been on the Lions the last two weeks, I'll shout myself out. I've given you two weeks in a row where they have won outright as underdogs and picked them both times. They probably shouldn't have won either game. And the Chiefs right now look like a monolith. Weather won't play a role here. Outdoor surface won't play a role here. You're going to get the Chiefs inside on the fast track. Mahomes is out of his mind good, and I don't have to lay a touchdown. Currently six and a half. Loved it at four and a half. Talked to you about this last week. I don't play games with you. I locked it in on Monday. No, we taped Thursdays. Those are the numbers we're using. I'm laying the six and a half. I'm walking into reverse line movement. I know the Sharps are on Detroit. The Sharps don't win every bet. I don't believe in this goddamn football team. They don't do anything well. They're sloppy as hell. I'm punching the desk again. I'm laying the six and a half with the Chiefs. Heaven help me. I just picked an NFL road favorite laying six and a half. Who am I? I'm taking the Chiefs. No, it's the Chiefs. And it's actually Pat Mahomes, the first time he's ever played inside of a dome in the NFL, which is, I don't even know how that's possible, but um, I would need more to take Detroit. This is a pass for me. Over seven, you get my interest. Yep. Uh, But I like KC. All right, here is the other one. And this is where I feel like I'm morphing into a different person. I saw this number to open. And... I am shocked where it still is, which makes me feel I'm on the wrong side. New England laying six and a half, and it's sitting flat at seven. Even though 73% of the money and 80% of the bets is on the Pats. RLM. I love my, my gritty bills. They were my surprise wild card team in the AFC. They haven't beaten anybody. Bengals are awful. Giants are awful. Jets are awful. The New England Patriots are coming to town here now. And I know the Pats lost Pat Devlin. And I know they lost Julian Edelman, who who I don't think is going to play this weekend. And they cut Antonio Brown. Mike, there just comes a point where there there are wake-up calls in this league. There are reality checks in this league. New England is the squarest team in the league, but guess what? You've had the stat. If you just bet the Patriots to win. For Belichick's career, you're up like $8 million. Oh, it's crazy. Am I nuts? I like the Patriots in this game. I just don't think the Bills are that good. The Patriot defense is awesome. The secondary is awesome. Do I really think Buffalo's going to be one-dimensional and threaten the Patriots? And I can probably get the number at 6.5 if I shop a little bit. 
Mike, I... you're not nuts. No, it's it's you know me. I mean, joke, half jokingly, I never bet against the Patriots. But Mike, can they really do this every single week, or they just blow out opponents? It's maybe not a blowout can, if you win by seven. Well, I know maybe they can. I don't know, but I, I could also, in the back of my mind, could I see a situation where the Bills get him at home? They rally up for this game. They get off to a hot start, and New England, you know, New England wins, but Buffalo covers. That's why I'm just going to pass this one. I feel like I got three square plays in the NFL and two really sharp ones, but I got, I'm going to stick with my my intuition. No, here. it's it's. Hey, I get it, man. It's tough to bet against the Patriots. I just feel anytime. like the Bills are a little bit overvalued, um, and I, I just I got to go with it. I'm going to take New England. Um, the next game, now this is, I'm not touching this. You know I love my gritty, gritty Colts. You know I've been 3-0 using the Colts. This number, no bueno. A, I don't trust the Raiders. So automatically the dog's off the board. I don't trust them. I don't even know if they're going to show up. The Colts, the market has corrected itself now. The Colts have been a nice value for all of us cash the ticket folks here the first few weeks. Yeah. And we've, we've cashed on the Colts. They've been very, very nice to us. Now, the market's corrected. They're a home touchdown favorite. Not touching it. Don't trust the dog. Not going to start laying seven with the Colts. I'm out on the game. No, too many points as well. Pass. Make it easy. I'm going to do something here I may regret. The next game, Chargers travel to Miami. Give me all of those 16 and a half points. Give me all of that humidity. The Chargers stink. And I know the news of Melvin Gordon coming back won't play this week. Reports today. It's going to buoy the team moving forward. Yes, I believe they'll go to Miami and win. Miami actually played hard against the Cowboys. The Chargers stink. Is This is a bottom line game. They don't have Derwin James. They don't have Russell Okung. They don't have Melvin Gordon. They, they are missing major pieces. They don't have Phillips. Uh, Mike, the number's too big. I'm taking it at 16 and a half. I'll try to get it to 17, but I'm going to take Miami here to stay at least within the number and lose with an ounce of pride. Give me the fins. You know what? I got screwed earlier this year, but I'll join you on this one. Chargers have not covered once this season. They have not covered the spread once. Uh, I, yeah, Miami's got to one of these weeks, right? Why not? Let's go Dolphins. And I'll tell you one thing. 16 and a half? I'm not into teasers, but there's a couple of teasers here where, for instance, if you like teasers, you could tease New England minus a half. You could tease Chiefs in a pick em, And you could tease Miami getting 22 and a half. There's three of your four teases. And then I got, well, yeah. I've got your fourth one. Well, oh, do I have your fourth one? But I'm making a point to you. Teasers can be effective when you get them across the, the, the main line numbers. You're basically getting New England and KC as money liners, and then you just got to have Miami stay within three touchdowns. Well, in the last four times the Chargers traveled down to Miami, they didn't cover once. <sighs> so I think the humidity, and, and you're talking about just a coast-to-coast trip yeah, as well. Yeah, brutal. Absolutely brutal. I, 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 I'm not going to say I love the Dolphins, but I'm going to play the Dolphins. Yeah, for that number, for sure. Okay, next game, not touching it. Uh, these are two familiar teams. If you listen to Cash the Ticket, Tennessee-Atlanta. Atlanta laying four. Don't like the number. Don't like the game. Don't, don't really know what we're going to get here. Um, I'm staying away from it, Mikey. Maybe it's a mistake. Maybe I'm being a chicken shit, but go ahead. I like Atlanta in this one. Now, I get it. Both teams are one and two. But I think Atlanta's the better 
They're the better one-and-two team. I don't know. Tennessee, they're off back-to-back losses, both against weak opponents. I think strength of schedule favors the Falcons so far. Um, it's it's only four points. I like Atlanta in this one. Problem for me with Atlanta's inconsistency. Tennessee defense is for real. They frustrate you. I really don't like the way Matt Ryan is playing. Yeah. I really do not. I am staying away. Here's another game I'm staying away from. This has trap written all over it. The Giants laying three to the Washington Redskins. People, I'm begging you, avoid this game. Avoid this game. Avoid this game. <laughs> Danny Dimes. I mean, Daniel Jones. I don't know that a rookie QB who had a magical afternoon should be favored over anyone. Washington. Stud. I, I know. Okay, Mike. But Washington's passing game with Case Keenum against a horrific Giants secondary. I'm telling you as a Giants fan, it's the worst secondary we've had in my lifetime. I don't know if the Giants can stop the Redskins and Case Keenum through the air. And I'm not sure that without Saquon Barkley for a full game, that you're going to see Danny Dimes out there. If Saquon plays, the Giants become a play. Saquon not playing, Giants are all of a sudden favored. I I am running away from this game. I'm running right to this game. From a point perspective, over 49, I really like this. Saquon, if he's out, you know, no run game for Washington either. I think both teams are going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to air this out. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Um, I, I'm not messing with the point spread, but with the point total, I like over 49 in that. All right, I'm going to give you what I one of my favorite plays of the week because I think it's just super sharp. I think it's a game where most people would, would either pass or take the favorite. Um, I'm taking the dog. I love Tampa Bay getting 10 as they travel to L.A. Mm. Not impressed with the Rams. Todd Gurley's not the same. Goff doesn't look great. O-line isn't great. I know Tampa had a nightmare second half against the Giants, but let's look at the bigger picture. Pass rush is improved. Secondary is improved. They're going to go against a Ram O-line. Not good. You're going to give me 10 points. I'll bet you it'll go out to 10.5 by game time. I get a Tampa Bay offense that'll keep firing. Uh, Mike Evans awakened last week. They got to get OJ Howard going. I'm not sure what the problem is there, but I'm telling you, Rams win. That's fine. I ain't laying ten with that Ram team and a, and a Tampa Bay bunch that, to me, outside of two bad quarters of football, not impressive, but you can tell they're better. I just think it's a live dog this week. Give me the 10. Give me the bucks. Give me the under as well. Under 50 points, Rams, bucks. I don't think this is going to be a game in the 30s. I don't think it's going to be a game in the in the high 20s. Um, I don't know if, if Tampa Bay is going to be able to put up enough points to help with that over-under. So I think under 50 for that is what I'm going to roll with. All right, next game, Seattle-Arizona. And I know it looks easy on paper, but I'm telling you, go back through history, Seattle never covers against Arizona, unless I'm losing my mind. Will not touch this game. Seattle, a five-point favorite. Um, I'm staying as far away from this as possible. I've seen some of these matchups before. It's a weird series. Not touching this at all. No, the Seattle's been such a weird team to bet on this year. I've never really, week by week, it seems like I don't really know what to do with the Seahawks besides, I guess, just trusting Russell Wilson, but uh, a pass for me. All right, next game on the board, I like Minnesota travels to Chicago. Minnesota getting three. Uh, It is now down to Minnesota getting two, and that's okay because I like Minnesota to win the game. Mm. Now, Chicago's defense, it's unbelievable. Chicago's defense at home, it's unbelievable. But there's a problem for the Bears. Minnesota's bringing a defense to the table as well. And 
I don't like Kirk Cousins, but he's better than Trubisky. And I don't love Minnesota's offense, but it's better than the Bears. I think I'm getting the better team. I'm getting points. And frankly, look, Minnesota's running game, they're doing it to everybody. And Dalvin Cook looks absolutely fabulous. I'm going to take the risk here. I'm going to take the road dog. I'm going to take the Vikings. Mike, I don't like the Bears. Hmm. I, I watched that game against the Redskins. I'm not impressed. Um thought Trubisky was better, yeah, at least. But, okay, but is that because he's actually good or because he couldn't be worse? I don't know. I, I'm, still, uh, have to, I'm still trying to judge what exactly and who exactly Mitch Trubisky is. I don't think he's as terrible as people think, but hey, I, I get the criticism. I'm going to take the Vikes here, take the points. Yeah, this is one I'm just staying away from. Yeah, you just watch it as yep. a fan. I understand. Uh, Jacksonville travels to Denver. Jacksonville getting three. It stayed at three all week. There's no read on the game. The money distribution's equal. The ticket distribution is equal. Uh, Denver's defense is a mystery wrapped inside a riddle. Yeah. Uh, no, no turnovers, no sacks, but you have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and Chris Harris. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, Minshew mania. I'm not. I'm not swayed by it. I'm not ready to take him going on the road. I'm staying away from this game. I just don't have a read on it, and I've got plenty of other games I like. So go ahead. Yeah, as much as I love Gardner Minshew and the uh, story about him trying to break his hand with a bottle of Jack Daniels, I'm gonna have to pass this one too. Game I love: Sunday Night Football. Cowboys travel to New Orleans. Love, 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 love the Saints. Give me the two and a half. They are begging wow. you. To t- they're begging you to take the Cowboys here. Begging you. Laying out the Cowboys, giving less than a field goal, they're begging you to take it. And guess what? Some of the sharp people aren't. I love the Saints here. Saints at home, their defense can stack up to the Cowboys. Their offense at home is always better than the road. Teddy touchdown, settling in, home crowd, home dog. I love the Saints in this game. Let's have some fun. I'm going to go against you here. Another bottle of booze? Sure, let's do it. A two-bottle weekend. All Cowboys, right. I, I, maybe, hey, you you know what, Mike? Maybe this is an example of just being a sucker's bet. They only have to win by a field goal. But I want to test that. Uh, New Orleans 0-6 against the spread after uh, following a win. After they win, they don't really cover. So I, I like Dallas, man. I think that they can win by a field goal. Tell you one thing. Dallas goes down there and takes care of business, Mikey. That's a Super Bowl team. Yeah, and that's you know what I'm mean? locking that, at two and a half. That's not an easy place to go down and get a W. Um, last game of the week, just so we can say we covered every NFL game. I know a lot of people want us to do that. Cincy, Pittsburgh, uh, <laughs> proverbial fart noise. No, no interest. Bengals getting four. Steelers shouldn't be favored over Allegheny High School. Uh, 60% of the money is on the Steelers as it has gone from three and a half to four. Mike, you can no, touch it's a big it if you pu- want. It's a big public team. It. A lot of people like to bet the Steelers. If anything, I would bet the Bengals, but I'm not. Now, for everything we didn't cover, and just for more sexy number time, David's got his silk robe on, and he is ready to deliver David's sexy stat time for you. It's time for another edition of Sexy Stat Time with Hatchet Man. Let's start here in college football. One game here I just want to focus on, Ohio State, an 18-point favorite at Nebraska. Game day will be in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you're wondering, the largest spread for a game day game is 2019 Clemson with a 37-point favorite versus Georgia Tech. That was a Thursday game. The largest spread for a Saturday game, 34.5 points in 2011, Alabama versus Auburn. 2016 Western Michigan versus Buffalo, 
And the largest dog to win was 2012. Stanford, a plus 20 and a half dog at Oregon. So if you're looking for the upset here, you might not get it. Let's move over to the NFL. Late breaking news in the NFL. According to Adam Schefter, Melvin Gordon has informed the Chargers that he will report to the team on Thursday. Interesting decision, seeing as the Chargers rank 13th in the NFL in rushing yards per game without him in the lineup. So we'll see real soon if this holdout worked for him or not. Let's move over to the Patriots, a seven-point favorite on the road in Buffalo. The Patriots have scored 30-plus points in their first three games of the season. That's the first time since 2011 in the Brady-Belichick era. But here's an interesting thing about their offense to look for. They've placed fullback James Devlin on the injured reserve. No team has used more 21 personnel the last four years than New England. The last two years, 60% of their red zone rushes featured a two-back, and Devlin was on the field for all of New England's rushing touchdowns in the playoffs. Watch out for if that impacts their offense a little bit. Cowboys, three-point favorites at New Orleans on Sunday night football. Interesting little stat here for Dak Prescott. He has a perfect passer rating in the third quarter. So whatever adjustments they're making at halftime is working, and he's coming out on fire. Let's go over to the Chiefs, minus six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Detroit. The Chiefs didn't score in the first quarter for the second consecutive week. That's week two and week three of this NFL season. The Chiefs scored in every first quarter in every game last season. The Chiefs are also giving up 6.2 yards per rush, which is last in the NFL, while the Lions are only averaging 3.4 yards a rush, which is 27th in the NFL. So if you're looking for the running game to improve in Detroit, this might be the game. The Bengals on the road in Pittsburgh on Monday night football. The Steelers are four and a half point favorites. Mason Rudolph, however, in his first start, only completed two passes beyond the line of scrimmage. Just two, but both of them went for touchdowns. The Steelers are also undefeated at home on Monday night football under Mike Tomlin. 5-0. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. All right. Thanks for listening as always. If you haven't hit the button, what are you waiting on? Subscribe. Tell a friend. Pass it on. Cash the ticket. It's a good time. And thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 